welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Today we have fan favorite Ian, plus even more sounds. What's up? Check this shit out. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not have the greatest work of Foley engineering in Hollywood ever? I mean, is there anything better than that? That's the best thing ever. Right? It's going to be a challenge engineering-wise to make sure this doesn't scare the shit out of everybody, but I don't think that's possible to even happen. It's one of the most frightening, earth-shattering, bone-chilling sounds ever produced. It's true. It's one of the best sounds. It's a great sound. I've got a lot of other sounds, though. And surprisingly, there's a segment I've got coming up planned for today Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to do with the Jurassic Park Jeff Goldblum vehicle, Mm -hmm. but the other one, the more timely one, Independence Day. Have you seen it? Of course. Right? Sabelle didn't see it until yesterday. Really? Yep. So I'm curious to know what she thought because it probably hasn't aged well. No, she thought it was an amazing movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's, I've always been like, you know, beating the 90s blockbuster drum. Mm -hmm. But I never saw her Independence Day, which is the, you know, the gold standard blockbuster movie. So we watched Independence Day and it was probably a thrilling emotional experience. Mm -hmm. She would characterize it as. And for me personally, even above Jurassic Park, I go through emotional highs and lows like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like that last like section where they're all like crowded into area 51 and they're warding off the alien threat Mm -hmm. like that entire thing all the way through the ending and the credits like my heart is on the edge of its seat i'm crying yeah you know i cry more during independence day than i would for like a movie about a dog dying (laughs) (laughs) i mean that uh that presidential speech is is pretty Solid. I wish our president was so uh, eloquent. Right? Did you hear the dumb shit he said? What, what did, he, did he talk about Independence Day? Um, he talked about our military history, but he was, um, his timeline was a little off. So he's talking about how um, we expertly secured the airfields during the Revolutionary War. Okay, <laughs> which we did. It didn't take much. The chicken coops yeah. kind of secured well, themselves. Right, yeah. So, yeah, anyone who knows anything about history knows that uh, airplanes were about a oh, little over 100 years later. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I want Bill Pullman for president. And it yeah. doesn't even matter that it was against Trump right now that I'm comparing him. Like, I don't think there's a single president that's better than Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Yeah. Not a single one. The man rose to the challenge. In fact, you mentioned that speech, and I I can go on forever about how it pulls my heartstrings and it makes me feel like I'm connected to humanity Mm -hmm. and that like I'm fighting for a common cause and that like I will go to the death to survive for my species. Yeah, this is everybody's Independence Day now, motherfucker. That's right. You know, we could talk all about that or we can just listen to it. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. That music is like spot on too. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. (laughs) <laughs> Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July And you will once again be fighting for our freedom Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution But from annihilation We're fighting for our right to live To exist And should we win the day The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. 
But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> Everyone loves that speech, man. You know, it's everybody across, you know, species even. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I can see us kind of uh, commandeering that into, like, that's kind of what Skycast City is all about, right? Yeah, it really is. That's exactly what it's about. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking <laughs> that earlier. Because <laughs> that's the premise. It's not about fleeing from persecution or oppression or, mm-hmm. you know, your ideal society to a different ideal society. It's about protecting ourselves from annihilation. That's right. You know, the sun's going to explode. And we're going to be as far away as possible when that happens. I mean, if it explodes, we're still going to be incinerated, but... Well, the other thing the sun's going to do... It's going to... It's going to do other shit It's going to fry us alive before it explodes. Yeah. so it'll protect us from that annihilation yeah well and while we're protected from that annihilation we're gonna work on the next annihilation it's gonna be like independence day one independence day two oh maybe not that one (laughs) (laughs) sabelle had the unique pleasure of an american viewing audience member Mm -hmm. to watch independence day back to back for the first time with independence day two resurgence the 20 year later remake Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Right? <laughs> Very disappointing sales figures. They planned to make it a three-part trilogy. Mm. But the second one sold so poorly. Was there any Jeff Goldblum in it? There was plenty of Jeff Goldblum. Really? It was actually a, pretty much a Jeff Goldblum vehicle for the most part. Wow. Besides a few young actors that they threw in. Will Smith didn't get a reprisal role. Mm. And they wrote him off as he tested one of the alien spacecrafts for, like, fun Mm -hmm. and then died. Mm -hmm. Totally right off. But his son or nephew or some bullshit. Jaden. Jaden Hiller. Mm -hmm. You know, he comes on. So I'm trying to find a way to sneak in these, uh, these here Independence Day quotes I pulled up. Like, oh, I think I know what happened. Like, Will Smith... Heard that the Independence Day would be filmed on Independence Day, and I could have been at a barbecue. <laughs> and that's what he thought. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he didn't come on, and he didn't sign on. Gotcha. All right, so we're just gonna go right to email bag. That's right, we got email bag. Go to thescottcast.com. That's t h e scottcast.com forward slash email bag to send in your own. Dear ScottCast, all hell ScottCast. Glory be to ScottCast. I would really like to call in and leave a voicemail to the email bag. My delivery means everything to what I'm saying. You're probably screwing it up right now. Can you start a voicemail bag too? Why, yes. Yes, I can, Mr. Delivery, you know, perfectionist. I don't like your insult to me, but I do like your entrepreneurial spirit. So... If you want to call into ScottCast, I've got, I set up a number. All you have to do is call it. There's no ringing. It just goes right to voicemail because I don't talk to plebes directly. And leave your voicemail message and we'll play it on the cast and respond. Yeah. You know, it's not guaranteed we're going to be polite, that we're going to play it back. We might just sit and cry while we listen to it over and over again. <laughs> but... It is an avenue. You can, you can have your voice immortalized on uh, on Scottcast. You have your voice immortalized. You could send in your much needed criticism of our cast. You know, like if you need to criticize, like if you're one of those people holding it in. Mm-hmm. This is an avenue for you to criticize and have your voice literally heard. You know, because I am a man of the people. Ominous. 
That's all for email bag. That's it. That's all we got. God damn. Right? Everybody was busy watching Independence Day. Yeah, the listeners like I feel like pod listenership drops significantly during the summer. Yeah. Because in order to listen to a podcast, you have to carry around one of these here devices. And these devices get stupid hot. It's true. In the summer. Like you can't put it in your jean pocket because it'll just burn a hole in your thigh. Yeah. So you can't listen to podcasts unless you're in some air-conditioned room for a long time. And that's a that's a luxury. It's true. That's some that's some speaking of luxury, this bourbon is exquisite. Right? We got some Veblen bourbon. Mm. The more it airs out, like the better the nose is. And it's just like smoky wood and courtesy courtesy of number one Scott Castigator, Sabel Koish. Mm. We are going to what's what. And I made a new kind of what's what. This mm. isn't current events and offbeat news quite. It's called Wiki Wiki What's What. And Wiki Wiki What's What is when I find random Wikipedia articles. Ah. And I'm like, oh, this is an interesting fact. I thought that it was going to be uh, Will Smith related. Wiki Wiki What's What. No, Will Smith, you know. I could have been at a barbecue. He's not very happy if he can't be at his barbecue. So he can barbecue in the Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. He could, because that's all you ate in the Wiki Wiki Wild West. Is you barbecued some baked beans over your campfire and your yeah. spittle or skittle or scatlet or you know your scatlet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and the first Wiki Wiki What's What the inaugural topic. It's called Ithkewl. It's okay. QO. It's a constructed language made by a linguist. It's designed to express deeper levels of human cognition, briefly yet overtly and clearly, particularly with regard to human categorization. Presented as a cross between an a priori philosophical and a logical language striving to minimize the ambiguities and semantic vagueness found in natural human languages, ITQL is notable for its grammatical complexity and extensive phoneme inventory, the latter being simplified in the final version of the language. This constructed language, apparently, is this guy, he just made this language that is designed to express everything exactly in a very compact way. Mm -hmm. It's very... The only thing with it is that nobody can speak it. That's problematic. Yeah. It's even the person who invented the language can't speak it. It's pretty much a hypothetical language. And I was thinking to myself, why not make a Scottcast language? Like, what would we prioritize? Communication of what? Like, feelings? Try to get harmony going and with humanity? Well... The explanation of this language was like a lot of big words that I don't know that made a lot of sense while I was distracted, but um Right. <laughs> uh it's basically like we have twenty six letters in an alphabet. Yeah. And like only so many sounds in the English language. Mm -hmm. They take that and they multiply it out like by every possible way a human can make a sound. Okay. And Corresponded with letters and whatnot. So there's like infinite possibilities of uh, sound combinations. Yeah, and therefore everything really dense. To describe all the infinite, um, infinite expressions of our reality. It's like a really deep bit depth. Yeah, you know, for a file, it's a lot of information can be carried in a very short amount of time because each of the little sounds is very different and very precise like even the they even express time like like there was the example thing i can't say it obviously because yeah. nobody can right but it was like two words long and the sentence was i believe if you take the short path through the forest and turn right past the creek mm -hmm. to where it narrows slightly you approach a gnome and the gnome will give you three riddles. Ignore this gnome and turn right immediately. Upon three miles down the mountain pass, you will approach a cottage. And in this cottage, 
there lives a man with a briefcase. It is your job to shake his hand. God damn it. Now my tablet's all frozen up. Why? The cast is broken. Even your tablet can't handle this concise language. It really can't. It's too concise. Like, I think I loaded a paragraph, which would be the equivalent of the entire library of Alexandria. Right. It's like two words. 50 gigabytes. I mean, I can see, like, if those two words took 50 gigabytes, like... Imagine how great books would be. It would be like HD books. <laughs> There's no such thing as HD books. It's always yeah. you read and it's based on the author's talent. Yeah. And their ability to describe something and your ability to conjure what they describe. And that's the problem with this language is that our brain capacities are pretty limited. Yeah. Comparatively to modern technology and... I mean, people learn. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, we have a... People learn more difficult things, can't, have, don't they? We have pretty finite uh, capacities. Like, you don't... Like, okay. Is there... Is there something, anything, that is that in-depth as a language like that? Like, math? Like, people do math. People do math. This is basically... People do math in different... Language math. ...degrees. Like, I... I took AP Calculus, and for the life of me, I couldn't... Couldn't understand it. I couldn't do it. My uh, teacher gave me a D- because I think she pitied me. She could tell I tried. Mm. But I couldn't... Couldn't do it. Tried enough not to try again. <laughs> Basically what that says. Yeah. But I was like really good at all the other stuff. I, I was like, didn't even have to try it. Yes. Geometry and all that. And I was like, hey, student, hey, student. And then got to, I slept through most of my math classes in high school. Maybe this is the start. Maybe that's why I couldn't understand calculus. Like your your fundamentals weren't good enough. You just memorized But no, shit. the fundamentals were good enough that I could pass without trying. Mm. I was not good at math. Well, I was probably the same way. And then it just manifested later into not good at math. Yeah. At some point, you're like, oh, that's that's your limit right there. Yeah. Like, I know how to follow my math logically mm -hmm. to do things like finances and stuff. Yeah. This is just percentages and yeah, subtracting, mostly. It's a lot yeah, of subtracting. <laughs> When you start doing proofs and shit, it's like, what? I'm not trying to prove anything. Right. I'm not coming here to prove anything. <laughs> For God's sake. Proof enough, two plus two equals four. Then it's like, is this math or is this philosophy? Like, what is this shit? Yeah. I'm supposed to, like, now I'm defending you, math? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I didn't like, learn math for 20 years. So I have to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it because I thought it was reliable. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's bullshit. No, 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 no. I just you know he's saying that. <laughs> David. Well, David. God damn it, David. This is... But I'm saying, like, we have limits on any given subject to a certain point. Mm -hmm. um, so some languages are more complex than others. Maybe someone who could speak uh, Cantonese would have an easier time with that language. I don't know. Or if you're like bi, they're like multilingual. I know maybe I won't you have be able a, to do it. Sibel says she knows Esperanto. Yeah. And that she can talk to imaginary people because of it. Okay. Yeah. And she knows sign language, so she can talk to deaf people. There you go. And that's another thing. Like, we do have a multifaceted language system. It's not all verbal. We have body language that yeah, it's hard to teach. It's hard to quantify, but... Um, that's pretty critical to how we communicate with each other. That's why we know that autism's a thing. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, when they don't look at you in the eyes. Right. That's the thing, Something's though. Something's off. That's, and you can't... That's the thing, though. I feel like I have bad eye contact generally. Yeah, me too. 
You know? So, but we're not autistic. No. I mean, there's more to it than that. Certainly. But I sometimes I wonder. Yeah. Oh, well, it's all a spectrum. Okay. We're far enough on the spectrum that we're not in that category. So you're saying we're on the spectrum? Everyone's on the spectrum. That's what a spectrum is. Oh, okay. I thought like <laughs> it, like it was a spectrum of people, and then and then there's other people. It's just like uh, gender is a spectrum. Oh, that's what spectrum. We means. think of it as these two categories, but there's more to it than that. I'm such a like selfish idiot. <laughs> <laughs> spectrum means everybody else but me. <laughs> <laughs> It means there's a wide variety of possibilities and you fit in there somewhere. And maybe you're in one of the more common uh, categories and maybe you're not, but we're all some combination of these traits. That is that is some good that is some good facts right there. Here you go. That's a good way to present yourself. I feel like since I've kind of for the like past 10 years or so been solely responsible for the shit going on inside my head. Yeah. Whenever I hear like good life advice like this is this is kind of how people behave. This is how you should kind of view it. This is what's pretty much right. And if you thought something else, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Those little bits of gold are just always yeah. get this from me. Yeah. yeah. Are you familiar with uh, the Kinsey study? What's that? Um, It was a, I think he was a psychologist by training. But back in like the 50s or 60s, um, he started studying human sexuality. And it was like the most comprehensive study to date. Think of that time and like how it must have been the 50s, how repressed people were. And he was trying to just understand, like, what what people like. Why do they like that? And, like, through these really um, extensive interviews with people from all walks of life, Mm -hmm. he came up with a scale to um, try and define the, the human sexuality spectrum. Oh, okay. So there's a thing called the Kinsey scale. And I don't know what the particular is it binary. Like there's no, one side and another side. It is a. It is. Or is a it like spectrum. I meant like, like a line. It is a line. Yes. Okay. Because I feel like that's where it might be even fucking up more. Because my mind goes like this. Okay, if the world doesn't exist in a binary nature, and someone's telling me it's a line, I'm going to say they're wrong and it exists in a sphere. And you could well, be above that might, the line. That might be a, a better way to explain it. Left of the line. Now that we're like gaining more information about it, but he he came from that binary mindset, and this is like the first really in depth delve into this. Okay. So a line makes sense as like a a graduation from the A or B. When you're talking to people who are still need to be convinced that dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Again, my my details on this might be incorrect because it's been a long time since I actually studied this and I didn't study it in depth. But I think the Kinsey scale goes from like one to six. And there's degrees to like the the tenth. So you can do be 1.5 or whatever. Um, I bet that would make a matchmaking service really easy. What's your (laughs) number? Totally. Right. There you go. But like, yeah, I mean, so he it still kind of operates within this like male-female binary, but you have uh, blends of feminine and masculine traits. So the center would be kind of androgynous. The three would be like equally male-female traits and attractedness, mm-hmm. right? But a straight guy can be straight and still like see um, attractive qualities in other men. And so he's not a six, he's a five or whatever. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's an interesting way to think about that too. Like even as a straight man, you can see attractive qualities in other men. And maybe the stronger that is, the more towards the center you get. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. Right. It's just like that's the spectrum that we exist on. 
like 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 every man appreciates that the Batman outfit has like the ripped pecs <laughs> right. and like the muscles yeah. like bulging out. Like everyone loves. Sometimes to see you that. just want to see the outline of the bat dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the outline. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> you know, it's not like you do anything with the image. You right. just get it, and then you're like, ha, ha, there it is. Hey, <laughs> did you see this? You know, because that is a thing. Like, you know, I don't know a single man. You know, and I know a lot of very heterosexual men, as mm-hmm. it were. But I don't know a single one if you went up to them and said, hey, they recently published Batman's penis. Do you want to <laughs> see what it looks like? <laughs> Not a single one would be like, mm, don't, like, no one would fight it. Right. Like, if I had the copy in my hand. Yeah. Maybe people would fight a Google search because you can bring up anything with a Google search and maybe, yeah. But if you're holding the DC comic, the print, you, right. right in your hand, nobody would say, don't open that book to that dog-eared page. Right. And why is it sticky? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. And speaking of Batman and packs and looking good. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about some new designs in the Scott Cast store. Holy balls. That's right. I sent you those designs. Did you like them? I really liked the one. Oh, the one with the... Uh... That I can't describe at the moment. Let me pull it up. Okay. I forgot, but I remember that I really liked it. <laughs> okay. It is orange, and orange. it features a man falling into a hole. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of um, Portal. A little Portal, Probably. I imagine this is our immigration policy for Scottcast City. Is like if you fall in the hole, there you are. Yep. You're in Scottcast City. But yeah, no, that's genius. That's a little play on the the Hamtramck City. Uh, I don't know if that's our official slogan, but it's the one on all the signs. Yeah. But the what's what's it say? The world, two miles underground. That's right. <laughs> Hamtramck calls itself the world in two square miles. Is where that joke comes from. Yeah. Because we have all these people. So, let's say you really want, you know, to get yourself a t shirt. Mm-hmm. But you go into the Scott Cast store and it, and the price just hits you in the face. Like, what the fuck? I can't pay 20 bucks for a t shirt that's super soft and durable and will last me forever and get countless compliments. Mm hmm. What am I to do? Well, that makes you a plebe. So you should enter coupon code P-L-E-B-E and get a $10 discount for your first purchase on the Skycast store. What up? Holy hell, that's half off. Only from the pod king, yo. What's up? What up? You know, it might be like a one use only thing. <laughs> you know, I'm not made of fucking Skycast money. Or you could buy the Veblen goods. and That one pay. does not have... You can't pay nineteen hundred nine hundred. Nineteen hundred eighty, no, or ninety. Yeah, no, you can't pay nineteen ninety, even uh, though it's one of our favorite years. Damn, because the Veblen is a luxury good, and its value diminishes two grand. Solid. If you use the Plebe coupon code on the Veblen, someone comes to your house and tackles you against your trash can, <laughs> and it costs more. <laughs> <laughs> So please log into the Scottcast store, grab yourself some Scottcast merch. I am practically paying for it at that point. <laughs> I think I am actually. <laughs> Anyways, what's up? Back to the cast. All right, going smooth. As long as people don't steal your bike. Yeah, we're on track. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I probably should have prepared more material for the language one. Mm. You know, like any snippet of language whatsoever from it. Well. But. Are there like recorded? Or it's just like this theoretical thing that some guy did. It's a theoretical thing. But I don't know if he's recorded anything like an attempt, like a concerted attempt at saying something or computerizing it or something like that. You'd think they would try that at least. You would think. You know, like as the creator of the thing, learn from a robot saying it. And then transform it into human language. Yeah. And then make a Rosetta Stone fucking book. Right. You know? Get your Rosetta what you, Stone What on. if you had like a, do you remember they used to do those like uh, 
tapes that you like learn a language, you just listen to it while you sleep. Mm-hmm. What if they did that with this? I wonder what kind of crazy fucked up dreams you'd have. Well, I feel like the brain would respond like this is an alien language. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, and then like fucking Bill Pullman will start talking and shit like that. Be like a... Uh, oh, it's like a chess. First you strategically position your pieces. what you'd be thinking. And when the timing's right, you strike. They're positioning themselves all over the world using this one signal to synchronize their efforts in approximately like six language. hours. The signal's going to disappear and the countdown's going to be over. And then what? Checkmate. That was a really long sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you'd have like acid, acid flashback dreams, man. Yeah, you would. You want to be able, and then you like as soon as you start to talk about them, you start going into tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly how the end of the world happens in the Bible. Yeah. Whoops, we just uncovered something. Oh, we should probably tell the Vatican. Meh. Yeah. All right. Next, wiki wiki. What's what? You excited? You got another one. I've got another one. This one's more fun. Okay. Because I feel like in another time, I would be this, like this would be my chosen profession. Mm -hmm. Garden hermits, you know, hermit, yeah, or ornamental hermits, were hermits encouraged to live in purpose-built hermitages, foliage, grottos, or rockeries, on the estates of wealthy landowners, primarily during the 18th century. Such hermits would be encouraged to dress like druids, and remain permanently on site where they could be fed, cared for, and consulted for advice or viewed for entertainment. I feel like that's my dream job. That's not really a hermit, though. It's, well, like, they I mean, like, if, if you were going to hermit, that's the way to do it. That's the way to hermit. <laughs> yeah. Just have some guy just like throwing yeah. you food and you just live in your little Hell pot. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dispensing advice and stuff like that. But I can't believe that that was just a career path someone could take in the 18th century i mean like why wouldn't you want to be a hermit i would be all about that like that's exactly what we are trying to be i think collectively if you combined both of our like existences mm -hmm. like where i'm just kind of inside in my own house doing like web development consulting and stuff and and you're going to this office and offering advice mm -hmm. to the youth i feel like we're just being hermits by another name and we should just bring back the garden hermit, you know? Yeah. We should start a website, gardenhermits.com. Rent your garden hermit. We just need a, a rich benefactor to house us. We just need one, yeah. right? There's got to be some rich guy out there that wants a hermit. There's probably a crazy rich guy that already has tunnels under his house. Yeah. That, <laughs> that could be the start. Like, I will bide my time and leech into his mind with advice and poisoned thoughts. <laughs> Being like, you should build an underground society. Here is where the hermit will be in this chamber that is grand and vast. Yes. Oh, put the throne there. Yes, this is the hermit's place. <laughs> Your place will be much grander, but we will build it last. <laughs> right after we build the death squad chamber. Yep. <laughs> I didn't put a laugh track in. Well. You guys, everyone fought against that. I, yeah. I had the idea. Let's do a laugh track. That's uh, that's a step too far. It is a step too far. We can't laugh at our own jokes unless we're laughing at our own jokes. I understand. Genuine laughter only. But I did think about going back to the Gotham episodes mm -hmm. and just taking the Joker's laughs. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a bunch of evil laughs okay. for a laugh track, maybe. I can amalgam them together too, so it's like a group of evil Joker people just cackling at everything we say. Well, that's different than a laugh track. Yeah, that's it's like, like a, a an audio. It's like a thunderclap laugh. That's right. It's a thunderclap slash laugh. <laughs> oh, they don't, they don't play it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Does that. Yeah. sound effect that explosion one is solid quality just sonically yeah like like the t-rex one is just great craftsmanship but it's been ripped from like a 64 kilobyte mp3 or some shit yeah. but this explosion one solid flack goodness i would get fired from being a garden hermit immediately <laughs> <laughs> wait this is what you're doing with your time <laughs> get out of here I'm a, get a job. Fuck you. I'll do what I want. 
What do you mean you're wearing a t-shirt? Where's your druid robe? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be a bad garden hermit. I'd be good at staying in one location. Yeah. I'm really good at that. And I'd be good at like trying to offer advice and entertainment because that's what I do with ScottCast. Right. But I don't know. Maybe I am a garden hermit. Kind of. I kind of, maybe, maybe ScottCast Podking is actually just a garden hermit from the 18th century reincarnated into the 21st. I could easily see myself in a past life being a garden hermit, an ornamental hermit, they say. Mm-hmm. I wish that was still a thing, man. Me too. And so does this guy here. Yeah. On our next What's What, we're transitioning to current events. Uh, this is a tennis player who is really good at tennis. Mm-hmm. Very great tennis player. Uh, doesn't want to play tennis anymore. <laughs> and this is how he's acting. Anything that has to do with tennis players just reminds me of that book you got me starting to read. This is like if a tennis player... This is a tennis player reacting to tennis like most people react to Infinite Jest. Yeah. So, here we go. Bernard Tomic fined $56,100 for a lack of effort in limp Wimbledon defeat. Mm-hmm. Australia's Tomic has been fined his full Wimbledon prize money for not meeting the required professional standard during his lackluster performance. He was docked the maximum penalty. He failed to chase down balls. He appeared indifferent to the result. They say all players are expected to perform to a professional standard every Grand Slam match. And it's the opinion of the referee that this did not happen. Hmm. Slouched in his chair, avoiding eye contact and rubbing his eyes. Tomek was asked if he thought he might be fined. His response, what for? In 2017, he was also fined $15,000 for telling a press conference he had faked an injury and that he was bored with Wimbledon. (laughs) 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 For following his first round exit. Blah, 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 blah. So, you think he wears Depends on her garments? Probably, you know? Because he's such a (laughs) crybaby. I can see that. He's definitely, I mean, it's it's kind of like, what, what, there's got to be some, there's a phrase around that, that kind of says it, like the golden shoes are heavy as fuck or something like that. Mm. He's just bored of tennis. He doesn't want to play tennis. I don't want to play tennis. I don't want to play tennis either, but we're not getting fined yeah. <laughs> for our lack of effort in a 56-minute match. Like, imagine, like, you played a 56-minute match and... You know, you were playing it. Were you giving it your all, your all, your all? Probably mm-hmm. not, because how much effort can you sustain? Yeah. But afterwards, you discover, for every minute you played, you were fined $1,000. Isn't that like human trafficking? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> he labored for an hour, and yeah. they didn't pay him. In fact, they, they find him. Yeah. That's like... Uh, like he was defeated and like they took his prize money. Yeah. For winning some other time, I imagine. Right? That doesn't make sense. He won that money. He qualified for the qualified. Wimbledon, right? Yeah. That's like, you get in, you get that money. Yeah. That's it. And like, did he have a poor performance or maybe he just sucks all of a sudden? Like, what if it's a... What if it was a bad day. Maybe... What if it's like in Space Jam and some cartoon took his powers? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because now that I think about it, in that movie, they all probably would have gotten fined like heavily for being shitty all of a sudden. That's true. Like fired all sorts of things. Yeah. And like, but they weren't, you know? This is this, but the reality is if you're an athlete, that's a golden Nike you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Heavy and hot on your feet. I guess. Though it may appear glamorous. That's why Usain Bolt's getting into the electric car business because he sees Tesla doing it and he's like, oh, that seems cozy. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a callback to a different what's what. So, like, have you ever phoned it in, like, for something? Like, unexpected repercussions? Um... I mean, nobody's 100% all the time. Right? 
Yeah. Like, we'd be fine today. <laughs> At least I would with preparation. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I had that Bill Pullman speech, but he nailed that performance in 96, yo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we do our best with what we got in the moment, but sometimes you don't got it. Sometimes uh, you got a bad day, you got other stuff going on, you're sick or tired or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and why not? Why is it so bad to be bored of Wimbledon and tennis? Yeah, nobody. Uh, I mean, I get if you're Wimbledon. I mean, you don't want someone. If I were to like watch tennis, I would be bored. So if I saw someone getting their ass kicked, I would probably be more excited. Right. And then, like, if this person's just like <laughs> being totally like, who cares? Right. Like, I would buy more popcorn. Like, Fuck yeah. That guy's, that guy's my hero. Right. I like the guy with the tood. And now, especially now that he's getting all this news coverage and shit for being like this, like, mm -hmm. I mean, how many tennis players can you name right now? Not very many. I can name Bernard Tomic. Um, There's that one guy who's really famous, you know, he's like the big guy, like Mark McGrath. Is that? I think that was like a motocross guy. That's a motocross guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Roger Federer. That's it. That guy. And beyond that, oh, Serena and Venus. There you go. But that's because they got crazy names and their sisters. Yeah. There's like whoever beat... Casey Kasem. One of them. There's like a, this 15-year-old girl who beat Venus, I think, or Serena, whichever one was still going. That just sounds like a meme that went around like with dubious backing. No, she's like, she's in Wimbledon right now. She's oh, she's in Wimbledon? Ass. She probably beat the shit out of Bernard Tomic. I bet she would, yeah. <laughs> and then the next match, he gets fined for like not caring anymore. The fifteen-year-old <laughs> girl beat him. Jeez, this Bernard, poor Bernard Tomic, poor guy. I I feel sympathy sympathy for this man. I feel yeah. extreme sympathy. I uh, like you shouldn't be fined for feeling lethargic. Yeah, it should it should the result of being lethargic and failing and knowing you didn't do your best. Should be punishment enough. I mean, this sounds like infinite jest. Like, <laughs> he was bred to be this tennis superstar, and he just is not really feeling it. Yeah, he loses his mind. Yeah. Well, kind of. It seems like he gained his mind more like, yeah. almost. Like, I don't know. Well, he lost his sponsorship, lost, got all these fines, so he doesn't have any prize money. I mean, he's probably on dime zero at this point. Like, what else would a professional tennis player do? Maybe there's something beyond this that's... Because now I think about it, this I mean, this is kind of a career suicide. Yeah. To, like, just decide to quit because also his racket sponsorship went to shit. Mm. Poor guy. He can't just be unenthused anymore. You yeah. gotta always put on a face because there's always a camera right in front of it. Like, if you post on social media... You better be posting happy, so cheery thoughts. He's being fined for being his authentic self. He's being fined for being his authentic self because it reflects on Wimbledon. But like, if this was like thirty years ago, like, sure, maybe someone saw it on TV and like, oh, he was bad on, yeah, he was really bad right there on last week. Yeah, he's bad. What else happened? Uh, I got a haircut. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one would give a fuck. Yeah. But because it's on social media and it gets posted around, like they have to make take action and they gotta preserve their fucking dignity. Didn't we talk about how we should stop interneting? Yeah, I mean, I'm still beating that drum, man. We're not gonna stop beating that it's drum. Ruining everything until Scottcast becomes a terrestrial radio project. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're working our way to that. Yeah, but until then. We have to build a subscriber base on the internet. Mm -hmm. And when we have enough people to fund creating physical devices to receive Scottcast on 24-7, where you can play the latest episode, mm -hmm. search for episodes, and all within this one dedicated device, that's my ultimate goal. Yeah. Dedicated device for Scottcast. It'll just be an implant. Yeah. Stream is in your head 24-7. Yeah. It's just the entertainment you want when you want. Which is Scott cast and all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. That's that's exactly what the entire audience wants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this just then. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you already don't like the news of this on your face. Um I'm open to hearing what you have to say. To direct the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. Jason Biotoma or some something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't write down names. I'm a man of concepts and ideas. Lord of the Rings series, like they're making the movies into a TV series? Or no, no, no. They're... Like I said before, where it's the this earlier like the... stuff, okay. Silmarillion and gotcha, all that. Gotcha, gotcha. I, apparently, he's got I mean... these cult films that are supposedly well-received, critically mm-hmm. reviewed. And if you look at Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, maybe those shots were really good and it was just poor writing. Yeah. But, oof, this is like a 50-50 for me. Like, of all the Jurassic Parks... Fallen Kingdom was like the weirdest and most off for me, mm-hmm. off brand and not quite right. You know, and I know they're trying to do something else, quote unquote, but. You were trying to sell them to me and so hard when it was coming out. Well, I just wanted to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they're using all these animatronics, guy. You're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it was good. But, uh,. Yeah, I mean, like, this is a huge project. It's a billion-dollar project. Yeah. It's the literal billion-dollar series. Jeff Bezos is practically paying for this with his, you know, going-out money. Jeff Bezos is not going to Starbucks anymore so he can pay for (laughs) this Amazon Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to prejudge anything until it's a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I'll watch it, whatever. We'll watch. We'll watch. I know Brian was interested in the Silmarillion. Yeah. So she's going to want to watch it. And they haven't started yet, production, I don't think. They just kind of tapped them. Mm-hmm. But only time will tell. And I felt like we should have, we should add that into the Scott cast little thing. Because also, we haven't used the breaking news thing yet. Yeah. You know, we've got this whole soundboard. I want to use it more. So before we do our closing remarks, I just want to do one thing. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, we're going to listen again. In less than an hour, yeah. aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Or terrestrial, subsurface to surface. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. Should mean Scott Castigator. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. (laughs) Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our we can't, right to live. We can't even like go into making fun of it when he's making this speech. It's just so and amazing. Should we win the day? The 4th so of July will no longer <laughs> be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on. (laughs) We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> oh, so what did we learn today, Ian? Oh, Christ, what did we learn? I don't know. We learned about this incredibly complex language, this production that this man did to prove some point that no one cared about. 
people are complicated. That people themselves are complicated. That Independence Day, I mean, come on, that speech. It's pretty killer. The killer-ass speech. And that Scott Castor has some merch available for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What was that discount code again? Discount code was plebe. Plebe. Yeah, sign up. Get to the Scott Castor and use coupon code plebe. P-L-E-B-E? Yes. All right. That is the dictionary way you spell it. I checked. (laughs) 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 All right. So go to thescottcast.com forward slash episodes to check out all our episodes, each being as evergreen as the last. I've listened to a few, like, from years past. Mm -hmm. Yes, they definitely hold up. We're not very good with current events. Our current events are mostly just generic things that are crazy and happening. And they're just as crazy today as they were yesterday. Hell yeah. So go to there, check out some new episodes, subscribe if you haven't on the scottcast.com forward slash subscribe. Links to all the podcast directories and social channels plus the sign up form to become a Scottcast citizen, which is a documented Scottcastigator. And uh, that's it. So what do you say, Ian? Uh, is it time for us to call the bids of ado? I suppose so. All right, Scott Castigators, I'll see you later. Or wait, what am I saying? You bid adieu. I bid the adieu. See you later, Scott Castigators. Yeah. It has to fade, though. So. <laughs> <laughs>